I'm Miss Tyler, and welcome back to another episode of Context for Kids, where I teach you guys stuff most adults don't even know. This is episode five, but if you've missed any other episodes, you can find those archived at contextforkids.podbean.com or at contextforkids.com, where I have transcripts for readers. Um, now, this week, we have a question that people have been arguing about for thousands of years. And that question is, what does it mean to be made in God's image? It isn't an easy question to answer. Now, throughout the Bible, the Word of God, God gives us ways of thinking about it, but never gives any definite answers like, well, in the book of Second Opinions, it's written. You know, when, when humans were made in God's image, it meant exactly thus and such and such, okay? And you know what? Very few things are written about that way in the Bible, and and maybe nothing really is. I can't think of anything right now. You know, we have all these huge questions like, exactly how did God create the universe, and where did God come from anyway? And how about what happens when we die? And instead of teaching us solid answers to those questions, this book does something entirely different. This book tells us about who God is and who we are to God. The Bible doesn't seem to care about the kind of questions that we have. Maybe because questions about how God created the universe and where he came from and, you know, and exactly what happens to us after we die. I mean, other than the fact that we end up resurrected in the world to come. You know, maybe they just aren't very important. All those questions, they don't amount to a hill of beans unless we know from God's word why we can trust him. Now, you see, knowledge doesn't save anyone. There was a group among the Jews and early Christians about 1900 years ago called agnostics. And they didn't talk about things like sin and repentance like the Bible does. No, they thought that if they just became enlightened enough, meaning knowing a lot of cool mystical stuff that the Bible doesn't even mention, that they could be extra special. And you know what? People still tend to do that today. Grown-ups call that majoring in the minors, which is just a funny way of saying that the things they are focusing on weren't really very important. Now, the Bible tells us about who God is and why we can rely on him. It tells us how different he is than we are and why we can totally trust and depend on him. The Bible is a book about God's character, which is love and loyalty. What God was doing before he created the universe just isn't important. We're curious, and so we might want to know, but I figure our brains are too small to understand it anyway. Now, the Bible tells us what is actually important, which is what I'm trying to teach you. The Bible says we can trust God, and we can trust that he will do what he says, and we don't have to worry about the details. Now, Jesus said something important about that on the Sermon on the Mount. <clears throat> he says, so I tell you, 
Don't worry about the food that you need to live. And don't worry about the clothes you need for your body. Life is more important than food. And the body is more important than clothes. Look at the birds in the air. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. But your heavenly Father feeds the birds. And you know that you are worth much more than the birds. You cannot add any time to your life by worrying about it. And why do you worry about clothes? Look at the flowers in the field. See how they grow? They don't work or make clothes for themselves. But I tell you that even Solomon with his riches was not dressed as beautifully as even one of these flowers. God clothes the grass and the field like that. The grass is living today, but tomorrow it's thrown in the fire to be burned. So you can be even more sure that God will clothe you. Don't have so little faith. Don't worry and say, well, what will we eat? And what will we drink? Or what will we wear? All the people who don't know God keep trying to get those things. And your Father in Heaven knows that you need them. The thing you should want most is God's kingdom and doing what God wants. Then all these things will be, will be given to you. So don't worry about tomorrow. And that's Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34 in the International Children's Bible, which I sometimes like and I sometimes don't like. So I go back and forth with different translations. So if we don't have to worry about the things we need... We also shouldn't worry about the mysteries that the Bible doesn't explain. If we need to know something clearly, he will tell us. One of the confusing things that the Bible says is found at the end of Genesis chapter 1. Starting in verse 30, 26, sorry. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heaven, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And he said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. This is one of those sections of scriptures that really got those Gnostics who thought that knowing things could save them. Working overtime on their questions. And questions are just fine. As long as we don't come up with answers that are more important to us than what the Bible reveals about God. We adults are pretty good at getting totally distracted by all the what-ifs when we aren't careful. The reason why is because whenever the Bible doesn't explain something clearly, people can get a bit wacky about needing answers. But this is one of those cases where there was an answer provided thousands of years later as to what God's image actually was about. To understand what God's talking about here, 
there are some things about archaeology that are important to know because when moses read this to the ancient israelites wandering in the desert there were things that they knew that we don't know anymore one of the cool things they knew was that kings would set up images of themselves all over their kingdoms in different cities to remind people about who was in charge the images didn't even really look very much like the king because that wasn't the point the point was to have reminders of the king all over the place reminders of who makes the laws and who protects them when there's a war and who feeds them those statutes were a witness or a reminder that he was real and sitting on the throne running the kingdom because normal people would probably never even see him and would only hear about him the people could feel safe knowing that there was someone higher up in charge of running their kingdom and in charge of the soldiers so when moses was reading this story to his people in the wilderness when they heard the word for image they would say our king made us to be reminders to the rest of creation of who he is and what he's doing so he won't be forgotten or doubted we're his witnesses to the world that god the creator is the one and only true god that's our job i imagine that made them feel very special and we are very special we're the only creatures on the planet made in god's image other creatures have the breath of life but we're the only ones that were made to be images of god you can even call us reflections if you want do you remember episode two where we talked about the one word in scripture that only god can do that word in english is create but in hebrew it is bara well in these verses that describe god making us god uses bara not once not twice but three whole times verse 27 so god created man in his own image in the image of god he created him male and female he created them so when god created mankind humans we were created like him and also unlike him unlike him were males and females men and women who can have babies and like him that we are his images on earth while he is the original in the heavens let's talk about images right now in a way that's totally going to be easy for you to understand the first thing i want you to understand is that when you have an image it can be a true image or a false image if i take a picture of you and i draw a big old black mustache on it or black out half your teeth then i've taken a true image of you and made it into a false image of you it's false because it doesn't look anything like you anymore have you ever seen a funhouse mirror they are so hilarious the mirrors bendy and so it can make us look shorter and fatter or taller and skinnier i like that one better than the first one i'm already short and fat enough now a real mirror will show us mostly what we actually look like and i say mostly because if you have a mole or a freckle on your left side and you look in the mirror it'll look like it's actually on your right side 
The next time you look in the mirror, I want you to test it. Stand in front of the mirror and take your right index finger, your pointer finger, and touch your nose. What you'll discover is that you are looking at yourself taking your left finger and touching your nose. Or at least that's what it looks like. It won't really be true. But other than, you know, everything looking kind of reverse, the mirror still shows you a true picture of yourself. When you get to be my age, you won't appreciate that very much, let me tell you. But when you compare your reflection with a funhouse mirror where everything's squashed and stretched, you see a huge difference, right? And throughout the Bible, we see a lot of ways that we can be true images of God. First of all, in the scripture we read today, we see that we can be correct reflections of God when we rule over the fish and birds and animals the way that God wants us to. He created us to have dominion over the earth, but we have to do it in the way he does it if we want to call ourselves true images. God doesn't use creation selfishly. He feeds it and cares for it. God also doesn't rule over people with cruelty, and so people in authority need to behave more like God. God is the ultimate authority in the universe, and yet he served people when he created the universe to be exactly everything we could ever need. He could have made it a totally inhospitable place for us, where we couldn't feed ourselves or, or live. Heck, he didn't even need to make the air perfect for us to breathe. No, in every way he created the earth to help us so that we could spend our time caring for the rest of creation the way he cares for us. God showed us in Genesis 1 that a true king serves and provides for everyone. If we're going to be an accurate reflection of what kind of king and God he is, then we need to do the same. Unfortunately, human history is full of examples of Animals that have gone extinct because people wanted something they didn't actually need. Because they weren't thinking as image bearers, but as fashionistas, or they thought that a part of an animal could and should be used for a magic ritual. Today, tigers and other animals are critically endangered because people only use one part for something that no one really needs in order to survive. And so... When those Israelites were listening to Moses speak, they also probably thought of an entirely different kind of image. And that's the idols of the false gods that they left behind in Egypt. Idols were wooden or stone carvings that represented a pagan god. No one thought that idols, you know, were really gods, but wooden or, but they thought that, you know, they could perform a ceremony that would transfer the spirit of the god into that carving. So, not all carvings were idols, only the ones that they believed had the spirit of their god in it. Those images were bad, of course. The Israelites would have understood that that was one of the special ways that humans were created in the image of God, is that they were able to have his spirit inside them like Moses did. Animals and fish and birds cannot have the Spirit of God inside them. They knew that Moses and the 70 elders of Israel possessed the Spirit of God because they could prophesy, speak God's words to his people. In Numbers 11 it says, 
then the lord said to moses gather for me seventy men from the elders of israel whom you know to be the elders of the people and officers over them and bring them to the tent of meeting and let me take let them take their stand there with you and i will come down and talk to you there and i will take some of the spirit that is on you and put it in them and they shall bear the burden of the people with you so that you will not have to bear it alone they also knew that the two craftsmen bezalel and aholiab had the spirit of god inside them exodus 35 then moses said to the people of israel see the lord has called by name bezalel the son of uri son of hur of the tribe of judah and he has filled him with the spirit of god with skill with intelligence and knowledge and with all craftsmanship and of course moses had the spirit of god so would king saul for a while and later king david and the prophets i believe that when humans were first created that we all had it too but then we rebelled against god and it was taken away from us and only given to certain people after that according to god's purposes but because we were created in god's image we were created to have that spirit inside us so that we could always be close to god that's how it's supposed to be that's what it means to be fully human being fully human means being everything god created us to be on the inside where it counts the most let me tell you what it doesn't mean to be created in god's image it doesn't mean that we look like on the outside because the bible tells us that god is unseen invisible and without form that means that although we call god him he isn't a him like all the hymns we see around us god is spirit he doesn't need to eat or drink or go to the bathroom or work out he isn't a man and he isn't a woman he's god the bible describes god sometimes in terms of being masculine like a father and sometimes in terms of being feminine like a mother but the bible makes sure to make it clear that he isn't like those false gods of the nations where they were male and female and looked like humans or humans with animal heads god is complete in himself and he doesn't need gender and he doesn't need to have babies even though some religions say that we are his spirit babies it also doesn't mean that we can create a universe we can't do whatever we want whenever we want to do it even people who can perform miracles can't always do it healers can't always heal moses said his limitations he he had to wait for god to tell him what to do because the power is always god's and not ours david had god's spirit but he never worked any miracles neither did isaiah or jeremiah or john the baptist we are images not duplicates we aren't exactly the same as him we're just created to be like him in some ways remember we're like those statues of the ancient king we're here to remind people about god and who he is and what he's done and will do did you know that the second commandment tells us we're not allowed to make an image of god they could make a carving of anything on earth to worship as though it represented him i mean how could you make a carving of god whose spirit invisible and who has no form you can't 
It's totally impossible. I'll tell you what. Go get some clay and make a sculpture of the air. You can't. We see the proof that it exists because we aren't suffocating. We know that wind exists because of what it does to the trees and leaves, but we can't see it. We can only see what it does to things. Same with God. We see what he does all around us. Have you ever stopped to think of how crazy it is that we can still grow food after so many thousands of years? When we make things, they wear out. Have you ever seen water wear out and get old? Does it ever stop being wet? What if somebody asked you to make a sculpture of who you are? Not what you look like, but who you are on the inside. The part of you that thinks and is aware of what's going on around you. Are you your brain? No. There's an invisible part of us that is aware and no one has ever seen it before. In a way, it's like God too. But the Bible is also a story of how we humans have done a terrible job of being true reflections. So God had to send us his own perfect image. Now, if we were to carve something that God created and say it looks like him, even if it was impossible for him to be seen, how would it not be an insult? But what if God created his own perfect image? Or one that would never say or do the wrong thing or give people the wrong impression of what he's like? Well, God did that when his creative word, his powerful logos, became a human being and lived here on earth. His word already existed. We've talked about that. But when God's word took on human form, Jesus showed us the absolute perfect reflection of who God is and what he thinks and how he wants us to act. Jesus didn't look like God because God's invisible. But as part of God, God's creative word who created the universe, everything he ever did looks just like God's character and actions. What did Paul tell us about Jesus? He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the, by the blood of his cross. And that's in Colossians 1. Now what does this tell us? Jesus is the perfect reflection of God, who would be invisible otherwise. Jesus is how the world finally saw God in the flesh. Jesus was with God in the beginning as his creative word, making everything come to be and to happen, even those things that can't be seen. He existed before every created thing, and without him, everything that was created would fall apart. He's the boss of everyone who believes, and we shouldn't put any leaders before him in importance. God allowed all of who he is to live among us through Jesus, everything he thinks and does and how he loves and cares for us. And most important of all, God saved us through Jesus. He delivered all those people by living with us through Jesus. 
he healed all those people by living with us through jesus he taught us through jesus he raised lazarus and jairus's daughter and the widow's son through jesus and he saved us when jesus died on the cross and was raised on the third day how did god do all that how does it work it doesn't matter our brains are too small to entirely understand it for but for almost two thousand years billions of people have experienced that is absolutely true just like you don't worry about things that your parents take care of every day and you trust them because what you need is always there and you don't have to understand how it works in order to receive from them what you need so we don't have to understand everything that is true in order for it to be true i love you i'm praying for you and i hope you have a wonderful week studying the bible with the people who love you bye bye